Welcome to CT Church. This message was recorded during our Sunday service. We hope you enjoy this presentation. Well, this morning I want to uh, I want to finally I get a chance to close out my series on prayer uh, entitled "How Prayer Changes Our Lives," and we began by talking about the purposes of prayer, and we talked about uh, the conditions of answered prayer. This morning, I want to close things out by talking about receiving answers from God. I think that there are three uh, kind of attitudes, uh, internal attitudes, that we need to have in our spiritual life to receive answers to our prayers. There was a story of of, of a young girl, and she had... uh, learned of a missionary in children's church that was doing an incredible work in another part of the world. And she decided that she would write a letter of encouragement to this missionary, let them know that uh, she was praying for them, what a wonderful job she'd heard that they were doing. So she told her parents she's going to write a letter to these missionaries. And, and, uh, and they said, well, that, that's very nice. But just remember, this missionary is very, very busy. So you know, don't expect any kind of answer to your letter. So she said, well, that's okay. So she wrote this following letter. She said, Dear Brother and and Sister Johnson, this letter is to let you know that I am diligently praying for you, but please know I'm not expecting an answer of any kind. I guess you'll have to think about that. Maybe it'll hit you later this evening. And Sometimes we offer up prayers without even expecting answers sometimes. We just out out of habit, we may offer up a prayer. But there are three attitudes. I want to go through the three attitudes that we need to receive answers to prayers. And the first one is this. We have to have an internal attitude that says we are willing to let God answer in his own time. That's key to receiving answers to our prayers. In other words, allow him to answer according to his schedule, not your schedule. Not when you think it's best, but rather when God knows it's best. Amen? It's very important that we know this, that we understand, and that we accept the fact that a lot of times in our lives, God will he'll purposely delay His answer to our prayer. Maybe I shouldn't say He delays uh, the answer, but He often will delay the fruition of the prayer. God hears our, and answers our prayers immediately. There's a lot of great stories in the Bible where God actually uh, delayed the answer to someone's prayer, but the one I want to share with you this morning is the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a Jewish priest, but one thing that separated him from a lot of the others was that he was, in fact, truly a man who was trying to serve and please God the best he could. He, he didn't do things just for show, like a lot of the other religious leaders did. He did it out of a heart of servanthood to the Lord. And he married a very godly woman named Elizabeth. Now, the problem was that they desperately wanted a child, but Elizabeth was barren, and, and that was not happening. So Zechariah prayed... And he prayed, and he prayed some more, and this went on for several years. Then one day, many years later, Zechariah, he's now what we would call an old man. He's like me. 
He's just old. And he had the privilege of serving in the Holy of Holies within in the tabernacle. And while he was in the Holy of Holies performing his priestly duties, the archangel Gabriel comes to him in the room and it, it about scares him to death. He was probably a little nervous already because uh, many of you know uh, if a, any priest that entered into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, if they had any unconfessed sin in their life, they would just drop over dead. So a lot of people weren't lined up for this particular ministry. And as a matter of fact, uh, when they dropped over dead, they would have to pull them out of there with a, a rope that was tied around their ankles. They had the, the priests that would go in there would wear, wear these bells around their waist so that as they're moving around, they're jingling. And if the jingling stopped, guys outside knew there was trouble. Pull them out of there. But Gabriel tells Zechariah, he, he, first he knows he's scared. He says, don't be afraid. I come with a message from God. And he goes on to tell them that his prayer is answered and Elizabeth is finally going to have a baby. Now I tell you, if an angel of God came to me and said something was about to happen, I'm pretty sure that I would, I would believe it. But that's not exactly what Zechariah did. And, and so... You know, old Zechariah, he looked at Gabriel and, and he said, basically, he said, now, are you sure about this? He was a little skeptical. And it poses the question, since Zechariah was such a godly man, why didn't he immediately believe? Well, I will tell you what I think. I, I think he didn't believe because he had quit praying that prayer a long time ago. He hadn't seen any answers uh, come from God to that prayer in years. So he basically had kind of given up on that one. How many of us have ever done that? You've prayed and you've prayed for something. You never sensed an answer. And so you really just kind of scratched it off the list and you just quit thinking about it. So Zechariah, he looks at Gabriel and he questions him. He says, now look, he says, I am an old man now. And my wife is, she's along in years too. He was skeptical, but he was still diplomatic, wasn't he? And he's saying, we gave up praying on, about this years ago. And then he made the monumental mistake. He says, "How, man, how, how do I know this is for real? And then Gabriel said, well, I'll tell you what, just to show you it's real. From this day until the birth of your son, you're not going to be able to speak a single word. How many of you remember this story? And sure enough, that's what happened. Until the day their child was born, he could not speak a single word. The simple truth is this. God oftentimes delays things, and we have to have this attitude of understanding that we know God is going to answer in his time. I find it interesting that Gabriel, he said, uh, he says, don't be afraid. He says, your prayer has been heard. In other words, God heard your prayer years ago when you were praying it. And God's answer, he answers our prayers immediately, but sometimes there's a delay in what we might call the fruition or the answer of the giving of the gift, whatever is involved. And, and God hears us immediately when we pray to him. Do you believe that? But a lot of times he delays 
the fruition of that prayer. And that, that's kind of a tough one that we have to learn and learn to accept. You know, as a parent, there's always this tough concept for our kids to grasp when they're real young. Because when, when a kid wants something, he wants it when? He wants it right now. And your child might say, Daddy or Mommy, can I have a cookie? And you might say, well, no, not yet. Not until after we eat dinner. And then sometimes they're apt to go into this huge fit like you just told them no. And not only that, you're never getting a cookie for the rest of your life. That's, how that, that's sometimes how they respond to when we just said no, not till after supper, right? How many of you parents know what I'm talking about? Why is it? Why do they do that? I'm going to tell you why. They do it because immature people never understand the difference between no and not yet. Man, aren't you glad that just applies to kids? I'm going to say it again. Immature people never understand the difference between no and not yet. And a real mark of Christian maturity in our lives is being able to be patient and wait on God. Babies always have to have it immediately, or they fuss and they pout, they carry on. We're never like that, right? Because mature people can always wait. They have that ability. They have patience. I mean, I've had people say to me, down through the years, I said, well, phooey. I mean, I tried prayer. prayer. I prayed for three weeks, prayed for a month. Nothing happened. And uh, I, I just gave up on that. I don't have any faith in prayer. And the answer to that kind of attitude is, is this. It's that, no, it's not that you don't have faith. Because if you didn't have faith, you wouldn't have prayed in the first place. What your problem is, you don't have patience. You've got to have faith, but I'm telling you, just read through the Bible and you're going to find you've got to have a lot of patience as well. If you don't, you're immature in your faith. So the question becomes, why does God so often delay answers to our prayers? And I will say, I think it's usually because He wants to make sure we are prepared first for His answer. If you're praying prayers and nothing seems to be happening, there's a good chance you haven't properly prepared yourself for the answer. He wants to get us ready. God wants to bless us, but He wants us to be ready to be blessed first. Amen? See, here, here's another example. Your eight-year-old child comes up to you and says, Mommy or Daddy, can I drive the car today? And you're going to look down and you're going to pat them on their little heads and you're going to say, are you just crazy or something? No, you can't drive the car today. But what you're really saying is that, no, you cannot drive the car today because you're not prepared to drive a car. One day you'll be ready and then you can drive a car. That, that's what we're trying to convey, right? When we say, no, you're not going to drive the car, it doesn't mean you, they'll never drive a car. It just means they're not ready right now. So right now, you need to just grow up and mature so that you're ready to drive a car when you hit uh, the age of 16 or thereabouts. 
We didn't let Brent drive when he was 16 because we didn't think he was quite ready. So we made him wait till he was 18. And then he went and got his license. He had a job. He bought a car. And within a couple months, he rear-ended somebody and totaled the car. But I will say this. When Brent does something, he does it up big. He didn't rear-end just anybody. He rear-ended a San Antonio police officer. <laughs> Which, right, if you're going to go, go big, right? But he was better than I was. I mean... Uh, when I was around that age, I was driving on a weekly basis when I was just 15. Of course, my parents were completely unaware of this. And we lived in a pretty small town outside of Peoria, Illinois. And at the time, I, was, uh, I thought I was smart enough to be driving a car. I wasn't smart enough to think that eventually someone in this little small town, everybody knows everybody, is going to see me driving, and they're going to let my parents know about it. So one day, I'm out on my, one of my little driving excursions, driving my sister's car when both parents, my mom and dad, would, they, I'd get home before, from school before they got home from work, and they'd say, do you know where Doug's at? Someone called my mom and said, do you know where Doug's at? She said, well, I think he's at home. He says, oh, no, he's not. He's out driving Brenda's car, and he just passed me in a no-passing zone. So eventually, I got home, and as soon as I'm pulling in, I see that my mom has beat me home. And so, you know, I got out of the car and I, I walked in the door and that's about all I remember. Things get a little fuzzy, <laughs> a little fuzzy right after that. But I know it didn't, it didn't go very well. But the main point I want to make here is that a lot of times God is going to wait for us to grow up before he answers or brings fruition to our prayer. And where we a lot of times cause ourselves a lot of frustration is that so often we think that we're ready before He does. I'm telling you, that causes a lot of frustration in our lives. We think we're ready before He does. And God is waiting for us to mature in some area of our life, most likely. But we get all frustrated with God and we say things like, hey God, is it, why, why is this taking so long? How long are you just going to let me continue to go through whatever it is, you know, the situation is? And then maybe you start thinking, well, if God sees everything and he knows what I'm going through and, and if he really cares about me and he's got the power to do everything, then what is up, God? Why aren't you doing something here? Anybody ever been there? Got three of you brave enough to raise your hand. The rest of you are lying or else you just never talked to God in the first place. So I don't know which it is. The answer to, to that is that he probably wants to see some, bring some change about in us first. He wants to change maybe your overall attitude. And once you have the right attitude, then he can start to work on the problem at hand. See, here is the main deal. Right here, I'm, I'm going to give you the main deal right up front here, okay? God is always more interested in making you mature than he is in making life easy for you. Or you could say, God is always more interested in making you mature than he is in making you comfortable. Because a lot of times our prayers have to do with us just wanting to be comfortable. 
we get uncomfortable in a lot of different areas of our life, don't we? A lot of times I think God is saying, you work on making some changes in your life, and then we're, we're going to start to work on some of these things. I think sometimes our prayers, uh, instead of beginning, Lord, change this situation, maybe it would be better to start, Lord, help bring some change in me. You have some financial problems, God might be saying, I, I need you to learn the right attitude about money first, and then I can help you with these financial things. Problems in your marriage, maybe God is saying, you need to make some changes in you, and then we're going to work on this marriage. The bottom line is this, God is never late. God is never late. We may think he's late, but his timing is always perfect. God's delays are not denials. When he says not yet, that doesn't necessarily mean no. It usually means we need to bring about some change first. So you need to keep on praying your prayers until one of three things happens. One, you get your answer. Obviously, if you get your answer, you can scratch that one off the list, right? Secondly, you feel the assurance that you're going to get your answer. Sometimes God does that. He lets us know that the answer is coming, and we, we feel it in our spirit. And at that point, just begin thanking God for answers to prayer. Or third, you just keep praying until God reveals it to you that it just simply is not His will. And if you feel God speaking to you, that you have to be honest with yourself. If this just isn't God's will, then you know what? Just quit praying that prayer. Or else He just might answer your prayer, and then you'll find out you're in a bigger mess than you ever thought. So first of all, in order to receive an answer from God, let us be willing for God to answer in His time, not our time. Amen? Here's the second thing we need, the second attitude of prayer that we need. We must be willing to let God answer in His own way. We have to allow God to not only answer our prayers when He knows is best, but also however He knows is best. And a lot of times, the way He answers our prayer is not the way we had it all designed and played out in our head of how the prayer should be answered, right? Right? It's really to our advantage to let him answer how he wants to answer because God's ways are always bigger and better than our ways. Always. God's ways are always higher than our ways. Amen? I, I believe that sometimes the reason God might delay the, the answer or fruition to prayer is because he's going to answer in a way that is a lot bigger than we ever thought was going to be possible. And we need to be ready. You know, in our story about Zechariah and Elizabeth, what would have happened if God would have just immediately answered their prayer for a baby? Well, I'm sure they would have had a, a, a wonderful little Jewish baby like all the other couples did. And they would have loved that, that little Jewish baby, cherished them. That would have been great. But God delayed their request for a number of years, a lot of years. 
But when he finally gave them the answer, they didn't get just any baby, did they? They got John the Baptist. Which in my opinion, this is just gospel according to Doug, the second greatest birth in the history of mankind, second only to Jesus himself. John the Baptist who laid the foundation for Jesus the Messiah to enter into our world. You know, a lot of times in our lives, our problem is, is kind of twofold. One, we ask for too little, and secondly, we look for an answer too fast. Ephesians 3.20, you've heard it hundreds of times probably, but God is able to do exceedingly above what you are able to think or imagine. How many of you can think or imagine some pretty cool things? Tell you what, according to this, God is able to do exceedingly above that. That is an amazing promise from God right there, isn't it? If you take the greatest dream that you're able to conjure up in your head, God can do something a lot bigger than that. So we need to pray big prayers, but we need to be patient for answers. A lot of times God will immediately begin to give you pieces of the answer. You may not get the entire answer all in one fail swoop. You know, when God gave the promised land to the Israelites, he said, I'm going to give you this land, but you're not going to get it all at once. I'll give it to you little by little because otherwise it would just simply overwhelm you. And that's how God's answers to our prayers are oftentimes in our life. Especially if the answer is way bigger than we imagined. And he doesn't give it to us all in one swoop or we'd just be overwhelmed. So he begins to give us pieces at a time. You know, it, it, chances are very good that if God gave us everything that we asked for, we would be so overwhelmed. John D. Rockefeller, he once said something that I think kind of applies to this. He said, I would never give a man a million dollars. It would ruin him. Too much, too fast can a lot of times bring ruin into our lives. That's why you... You're not winning the lottery. You buy those tickets, but don't hold your breath. Too much too soon often ruins us. That's how God is with uh, I believe that. Most of us are not millionaires because God in His mercy knows that most of us would probably ruin ourselves. But I'm just curious. How many of you would still appreciate the opportunity to prove God wrong? I see that hand. I see that hand. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, there's probably a lot of times that if God had answered our prayers exactly as we asked, we would have completely shortchanged our lives because his answer actually ended up being a lot bigger than what we were expecting. Here is the illustration from my life. A lot of you have You've heard my stories before. You know, all of us, we've only got so many stories about our lives, right? But the fact that Janet and I are here as pastors of Calvary Temple this morning is a perfect example of this principle. Because back in mid-1999, 
If God had answered my prayer the way I was asking him to answer my prayer, I wouldn't be here preaching to you today. I would be the music minister in this church of about 5,000 people. Big church. The job had been offered to me, and I was ready to accept it when the pastor of, of the church we had been at previously, he thought that this big church that I was going to go to was too close to his church. And if I went to that church, he might lose a bunch of people. And man, he kicked up a fuss. And he was actually uh, uh, the presbyter of the section at the time. And so he carried a little bit of clout. And, and anyway, kicked up a big fuss. And, and we just all decided, well, it's just not going to be worth the mess involved. But I will tell you, man, I was kind of angry and upset that God would allow this mere mortal man to throw a monkey wrench into an answer to my prayer. Why would you let that happen, right? No one's ever felt that way, right? Where you think God just, man, you just messed up on this one. And then about a month after that, I get a call from Pastor Brothers. And he calls, uh, and of course this was a uh, all that other happened way over on the northwest side of town, this church way over on the northeast side of town. I got a call. I was up in Illinois. Janet and I uh, went back to our home church in Illinois for two years and, and got the phone rings again, and it's Pastor Brothers asking if I'd come to Calvary Temple and be his associate pastor, and he was wanting to retire in, a, in just a couple of years. And uh, I would be doing music, and I'd be preaching on Sunday nights. And we did that for three years and then Pastor Brothers retired, and here we are. So I have to tell you, I'm so happy and excited to be here today speaking to you rather than doing music only in a, in a mega church. So happy that it turned out the way it turned out. God used somebody to bring a stop to the way I thought a prayer ought to be answered because there was something a lot better in store. And so what an incredible blessing from God in our lives. You know, when I was busy praying that God would give me that music job, not once did I ever envision myself being a senior pastor. It hadn't even crossed my mind, really. I just, I just thought I was a music guy. But God saw some things that I had never dreamed myself. Some of you may be thinking, well, you know, you're, you're still not that much of a preacher, but <laughs> we put up with you. But if God had answered my prayer just the way I asked, I, I wouldn't be here today. And on top of that, if God hadn't given uh, the congregation here at Calvary Temple about three years to get used to me and get to know me, and I'd have just come waltzing in here, you know, cracking my jokes and singing my weird songs and, and doing half the stuff that I'm prone to doing. You know, everyone, you guys would have run me out of uh, town and put me on a bus to outer Monrovia a long time ago. The bad thing is you can't even get there by bus. But the deal is this. If we will be patient and let God answer our prayers in his own time and in his own way, our answer is usually a lot bigger than what we ever envisioned. Amen? If you've been praying for something and it just seems like it just keeps falling through the cracks, man, I, I'm, I tell you this morning, don't, don't sweat it. God hears your prayer and He has a better idea for you. 
Because God's ways are always greater than our ways. Always. And finally, here's the third attitude we need to receive answers to prayer in our life. You have to be willing to let God answer in His own power and in His own ability. If there's one important lesson that everyone needs to learn, it's this. Don't try to help God do His job. He is an expert at it. He is perfect at it. And He does not need our help showing Him how to do His job or helping Him do His job, right? Now, don't get me wrong. God wants you to do your job. But He really doesn't need your help doing His job. Don't pray for something and then you go out and you do everything in your own power to make this thing work out. Of course, no one here has ever done anything like that, right? Man, I've got stories. One time in our, we were, hadn't been, uh, we were still young at the time and that means broke. And our car was, you know, giving us trouble and, and uh, we decided, well, we're just going to get a new car. And so, there was a, a car salesman in our church, and we went to him. We thought a minivan. Minivans had just come out, you know. And, and when they didn't sell minivans, they had this big, huge conversion van thing. It's like uh, Caesar's Palace on four wheels kind of thing, you know. And he talked us into buying this. They were filling out a credit application. And so, man, I filled out that credit application, and I was just praying. I said, well, God, you know, if this is your will, you just let the bank say okay. Never let the bank determine the answer to your prayers. This is a lesson I learned 30, 40 years ago. Because the bank said yes. And I thought that was the answer to my prayer. Well, we found out after about six months of trying to make these payments, probably not the right answer. That's a whole nother story. But how many of you got stories like that, you know? It's like, uh, we need to let God be God and let Him do His job and let Him speak into our lives. Let God answer in His own power. It's called a miracle, right? And God says, let me do it my way. I have to think if there's one song Frank Sinatra sang that really annoyed God, it was probably, I did it my way. I'm not the judge or the jury, but I'll bet old Blue Eyes is wishing maybe he'd have done it a different way. That's all I'll say. I think there's an important truth in this story about Zechariah and Elizabeth, and the truth is this. Sometimes God waits until the situation is not humanly possible before he answers. That's why there's delay sometimes. He's going to make sure he waits until you know this had to be an answer from God because it was not humanly possible. Why, when did God give Zechariah and, and Elizabeth their baby? Man, after they were way beyond childbearing years. Zechariah told Gabriel, man, this, there's no way this can be. We're just way too old. Once it became impossible, God answered the prayer. And they blessed them with this baby. The problem is this. Most of us today, if that happened to us, we'd be scratching our heads trying to figure out if this was a blessing or a curse. I mean, if Janet told me, guess what? We're going to have a baby. I'd be thinking, Lord, I don't know what I did, but it must have really hacked you off. I'm just being honest. 
I remember back, this is 20 years ago now, we had just both turned 40. And Janet was holding this little baby at church. And, and she looks at me and she says, oh, doesn't, doesn't this just make you want to have another one? You know, and I, I put my arm around. I said, oh, honey. I said, you've been drinking again, haven't you? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. That's only what I was thinking. But the same thing happened with Abraham and Sarah, right? Except in this case, Abraham was 99. Sarah was 90. Sarah overhears a messenger from God saying to Abraham, uh, guess what? Your wife is going to have a baby. And obviously, Sarah doesn't believe it because the Bible, uh, it doesn't actually say she didn't believe it. It says that when she heard that, she laughed. So right there, you know she didn't believe it. Because a normal, sane 90-year-old woman hears that she's going to have a baby, she wouldn't be laughing, she'd be crying. I heard a great story just the other day, just kind of popped into my head. This woman comes busting out of her doctor's office into the reception area, screaming and screaming, and one of the, uh, the nurses said, ma'am, ma'am, what's wrong? She said, the doctor just told me I'm pregnant, I can't believe he just told me I'm pregnant. She went into the doctor's. The doctor was writing on a chart, you know. Says, doctor, you know, Mrs. Johnson just came out of there screaming and screaming. Why on earth would you tell a woman at that age she's pregnant? He didn't even look up. He said, does she still have hiccups? That was free. I wasn't even in my notes, man. So come on, cut me some slack. I, I thought that was pretty funny when I heard that. I have to explain these jokes. It kind of takes a little of the shine off of it. So, this, thank you. I got one person who really thought that joke was funny. <laughs> Does she still have hiccups? Anyway, here's a little gospel according to Doug, so you can take it or leave it, but Here's what I think. I think the big reason that God oftentimes waits till a situation becomes impossible to, uh, to answer is so that there's not going to be any doubt in our minds who's going to get the credit. We're not going to be thinking because of all we went out and did everything in our own power to make this thing happen and said, oh man, I made this happen. See, if you're able to do that, God's probably not going to intervene because he knows you're just busy trying to work it all. You asked him for help, but then you didn't wait for the help. You just went out and started doing your own thing. So a lot of times he'll just wait till the situation looks impossible so that you're not going to think it was you that worked it all out. Something to think about, okay? That was free also. But something that I've learned in my 60 years is that prayers will usually be answered in whatever way that's going to bring the most glory to God. In the story of Mary and Martha, you know, where they got so upset with Jesus because they called for him to come to their home because their brother Lazarus was sick and he doesn't show up for a few days and Lazarus dies. Man, they're upset. And Jesus you know, he, he just calmly walked up to the burial cave and he hollers out, Lazarus, come on out of there. And man, he just came marching out. 
Jesus could have easily healed Lazarus before he died, but the question is this. What brings more glory to God? Healing a sick person or raising somebody from the dead? So, do you want to see answers to your prayers? Be willing to let God answer in His own time. Be willing to let God answer in His own way, and be willing to let God answer in His own power. Let God be God. So we'll summarize this today by saying this. This is, this is not my original quote, but it does a great job of wrapping up my thoughts, I think. When you pray and the request is not right, God says no. When you pray and you're not right, God says grow. When you pray and the timing is not right, God says slow. But when you pray and everything is in place, God says Go. Now, there's a lot of wisdom in that right there. The first step toward answered prayers is having a relationship with Jesus. That's step number one. God brought each of you here this morning for specific reasons. None of you are here by chance. I always believe that. Maybe some of you needed some questions answered about prayer this morning. Maybe you just need a little push in the right direction toward God. Maybe you just need a fresh relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's grown a little stale or maybe it's never existed. You know, just be honest with God. And if that is the situation, just offer up a prayer to Him this morning, committing your life to Him. Lord, help me to know You better. Help me to realize how much You love me. Help me to know Your plan for my life. And Jesus, thank You for dying on a cross to pay the price for my sins and help me live my life for you. You have been listening to CT Church in San Antonio, Texas. This recording was presented in the context of our Sunday service. For more information, please visit us at ctagsa.com, connect with us on Facebook, or call us at 210-657-3578.